had plastic bags wrapped round his shoes. He was covered with the evening news. Had a pair of old wool socks on his hands. The bank sign was flashing five below. It was freezing rain and spitting snow. He was curled up behind some garbage cans. Was afraid that he was dead. I gave him a gentle shake. When he opened up his eyes, I said, "Oh man, are you okay?" He said, "I just climbed out of a cottonwood tree. I was running from some funny
almost home Hey everybody, I'm Doc and welcome back to another edition of Doc's Boneyard. Hey listen, the song I chose to start this episode out with was Almost Home by Craig Morgan. And it brings up a personal, personal subject that's near and dear to my heart. As with all my episodes, I start out with a question. And this week's question is this. Did you know on any given night, there's approximately 40,000 homeless veterans sleeping on our streets in this country? I've got to take a break to pay some bills, but when we come back, we're going to jump headfirst into this topic. Hey everybody, it's Doc from Doc's Boneyard. Hey listen, mental health is no joke, and the struggle is real. I'm joining forces with Roman Rozell, a veteran of U.S. Army Special Forces, to help promote mental health awareness. To quote Roman, I wrestle to save lives, including my own. Proceeds from this shirt go to benefit the Special Forces Association Chapter 38, who help many families in their invisible wound struggle. Now you can get yours today by going to collarandelbowbrand.com. That's collarandelbowbrand.com. Just type in the word Roman, R-O-M-A-N, in the search tab. I'm proud to support Roman, and I have this shirt, and I wear mine proudly. You can also find the link at the Boneyard 2021 on Facebook. So before the break, I gave you a statistic of about 40,000 homeless veterans on our streets in this country. And I was one of those homeless veterans. Yes, in 2005, I was homeless. I was homeless for about two months, give or take some. Uh, about 10 months after coming back from Iraq, my marriage had been in disarray before I left anyway. And the stress of the deployment and the uh, the walking, talking pile of gibberish that came back, which was myself, uh, obviously made it worse. Yes, I was not equipped to interact with society, much less my own family. And things came to a head in October of uh, 2005. And I stayed at the Salvation Army's Red Shield Lodge in Albany, Georgia. I was there for about two months. Uh, like I said, give or take some. Uh, I believe it was October 21st or October 23rd through December 23rd of that year. And I got to tell you, it was a very, very humbling experience. I remember what it was like pulling my duffel bag with everything I owned, everything I could carry from the uh, the bus station. I caught a cab to the, the Red Shield Lodge and I had to wait outside for a couple of hours to be checked in that night. And the funny thing of it was, well, ironic thing, I guess, was that I was sitting there waiting to be checked in that night and I was reflecting on my situation. How did I get to this point? What were the events in my life that had unfolded so drastically and, and so quickly that put me in this position? 
And to tell you the truth, I didn't have a clue. Uh, it's pretty sad to say, but, you know, if I was more cognizant of the situation, maybe things would have turned out different. Who knows? You know, who could do that? You could do the coulda, woulda, shoulda syndrome and maybe come out with different answers. I'll never know. But I sat on the back steps of the Salvation Army Lodge until 6.30 when the intake process began that night. Now, once I had the necessary paperwork filled out, uh, they did a, a background check to make sure that I was not a wanted fugitive. Uh, I pulled my duffel bag into the dormitory, the male dormitory, as a matter of fact, and it uh, it resembled uh, some of the Army barracks that I stayed in. Uh, there was approximately 20 to 24 bunks, uh, 12 per side of the room, lined up you know, on either side of the room. Um, I found a, I found an open bunk and squared my stuff away as best I could, had an evening meal, and when that was over, had all the time in the world to think, which is sometimes a bad thing. Now, I will say this. I am no better than any of the homeless occupants that were in that dormitory that night. Now, I didn't realize it when I first checked in, but I was about to get an education, a true education in life. Now, I thought I had some shit figured out. Well, at 37 years old, I had some more left to learn. Now, I'm not proud, per se, that I was homeless, but looking back on it, it has shaped me into the person I am today, and I have a greater appreciation or the things I have because I had lost everything and had to rebuild. And let me tell you, it sucked. It sucked ass. It was harder than being in combat. Now, for those of you who have never been homeless and stayed in a homeless shelter, I'm just going to kind of give you a, a brief kind of heads up as to what the conditions were like. Now, I were I was living with males who did not have the opportunity to wash clothes and take showers every day. So I'm telling you, it stunk. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It stunk like shit in there. It smelled like feet and ass, and there was a lot of it. The guys I stayed with did the best they could to take care of themselves, but a lot of them were transients. A lot of them were just moving from place to place, and like I said, they didn't have an opportunity every day to bathe, or wash clothes, or even have new clothes, or different clothes to change into. So in that aspect, I was lucky. I was very fortunate. I was able to bring a duffel bag full of clothes and some personal things along with me to, to kind of uh, make the best out of a shitty situation. Now, before I go any farther, I just want to make this absolutely clear. I will never, ever judge someone for being homeless. Shit happens. Circumstances change. You could be on top of the world one minute and lose it all the next. And in my case, that's exactly what happened. I lost everything. It was a... A, a process 
that was evolving, but yes, I had lost everything. So what was my average day like being homeless? Well, we had to be out of the shelter, I believe, by 7 o'clock in the morning. Uh, being new to the town I was in, I went exploring. I walked and walked and walked and walked and walked down every damn street I could could come across just to find something to do. I had no place to go, nothing to do, and all the time to not do it. But there was a, a bright spot on the horizon. Uh, I had secured employment with the state of Georgia. I was just waiting to start. So why, yes, I was living in a homeless shelter, I was able to start work in November. But until the actual start date, I was left to my own devices during the day. Now, I did find refuge in the local community library where I would hang out you know, search the internet, those types of things. Uh, I would go down to the local veterans park, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, check out a book from the library and, and go down and read. Uh, during the evening, when it was time to check back in, uh, I would help out in the serving line. I would help serve my fellow homeless veterans. And I got to tell you, that was one of the most rewarding and humbling experiences I've ever had. I learned more serving others in that food line than I did all those years of being a medic. I learned more about selfless service and the appreciation for just the smallest of little things. So I am forever grateful that I went through that experience. Like I said, I would rather not have gone through it, but I had things that I had to learn, and I thought I knew them all. I didn't. I'm a firm believer, and sometimes life has to tear you down just to build you back up. And I do believe that it was the good Lord above who said, Hey, look, Doc, you need to pull your head out of your ass and get your priorities straight, and maybe you want to look at life a little differently. You know, I brought you back here for a reason. Well, now it's time for you to, to know that reason. I had the opportunity to meet some of the most wonderful, wonderful people that were homeless like myself. Uh, like I said, a lot of them were just moving from point A to point B and were just stopping by. But I got a chance to, to really appreciate my fellow men and women, so to speak. And what was amazing was everybody had a story. Everybody had wonderful, amazing stories to tell and tragically heartbreaking stories to tell. And we were connected by a common thread, which was humanity. You know, no one was any better than anybody else. Here's an interesting side note. Uh, when I worked in law enforcement, I met a guy, Barry, as a matter of fact, and Barry just said to hell with it one day. He walked away from everything. Barry made a good damn living. He had a PhD, and he got so tired of society that he just said, fuck it. 
and he chose to be homeless. He was the nicest guy you would ever meet. He always sat on the same park bench downtown. He read his book. He didn't bother anybody. He didn't panhandle. He was just the nicest guy, and all you had to do was sit down and talk to him. And he had amazing, amazing stories and amazing insights on life. Now, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. And for those of you who are out there wondering, how do you become homeless? Well, for veterans, there's a reintegration process that that we're not prepared for. You know, we didn't have the tools available that are available now to help you reacclimate into society. Uh, PTSD is probably the number one culprit. Post-traumatic stress disorder or PTS, whichever you find more appetizing. Along with PTS or PTSD comes substance abuse. Unfortunately, that's what a lot of vets use to cope with stress of PTSD, stress of life, the stress of their experiences. I do not believe that one wakes up one morning and says, you know what? I want to be homeless. No, it's a, it's a downward progression that could take days to months or even circumstantially could happen overnight. It is a growing epidemic in this country. Now, I'm also going to talk about non-veteran homelessness. And on any given night, there's approximately over a half a million men, women, and children that are living on our streets. I'm not going to get into politics, but I will say that there are enough resources in this country that are being misallocated and misused to fix this problem. I've seen it with my own eyes. I am looking at statistics for the housing and urban development And according to their numbers, homeless vets are down by 43% since 2011. Now, if they're about 40,000, you can do the math and see that it was close to 80,000 10 years ago. It's still a growing epidemic, folks. The more we engage militarily across the globe the more we're going to contribute to this problem. It's a sad fact. It's not going anywhere. Now, according to the National Coalition of Homeless Veterans, there's an extreme shortage of affordable housing, obviously. Difficulty in finding jobs, uh, substance abuse, like I said, uh, PTSD and PTS are the, the systemic causes for homelessness. Now, policyadvice.net is the website I'm actually looking at, and I'm pulling their stats off of their webpage. Got to be real, folks. Most of the homeless veterans that I've come in contact with, they don't want to hand out. They just want to hand up. They want to be self-sufficient. They want to support themselves. They want to reintegrate back into society, 
They want to have a sense of purpose. They want to have opportunities. But it's not easy. It is not easy asking for help. Vets are a particular breed of human being. Yes, we are. I've got to take a pause again to pay some bills, but when I get back, we're going to talk about ways that we can all help. Hey everybody, it's Doc from Doc's Boneyard. Hey listen, we just went live on Patreon. That's right, Patreon. For $4.99 a month, you can receive exclusive access to Doc's Boneyard. Check us out. So what can we do to serve our fellow homeless veterans? Well, to be quite honest, it takes money. Donate to your local homeless shelters and your local homeless charities. Now, this is just my personal philosophy, but I will not give a homeless veteran money. I will buy them food. I will offer to take them for a meal. I'll buy them clothes, but I will not give them cash. The only problem with giving a homeless veteran cash is you don't know what they're going to use it for. Now, I'm not saying don't do it, but just be wary of the fact that it may be used to purchase, you know, alcohol or illicit drugs. And in essence, you would be feeding the problem instead of working on a solution. And like I said before, veterans don't want a hand out. They want a hand up. They want to know that you give a shit, that you care, that their sacrifice was worth something, that you appreciate their service and their sacrifice. The worst thing in the world is to be forgotten. Now, the sad, sobering truth is that we cannot help every homeless veteran. They have to want help. That's just the the cold, hard fact. But I do believe as a society that we do owe it to those who who want help, but they're just not sure where to, to go to get it. So that's where we step in and let them know that there's resources available. Talk to them. Listen to their stories. Because when they cut, they bleed. They hurt. They just want your love and support. They want to know that you care. And it it breaks my heart to know that we have this problem in this country. But it's a problem that we can do something about. And I challenge you to do what you can to help those that have so selfishly served this country. Here's an interesting sidebar. Uh, I actually went back and worked for the Salvation Army or the Salvation Army Red Shield Lodge as the uh, nighttime weekend dorm manager uh, after I got resettled and and back on my feet and I went back and and volunteered for a time uh, but due to due to responsibilities and you know there just wasn't enough time in the day to do everything so I eventually had to quit doing it but I do now look for every opportunity I can to help the homeless and to support those organizations that do help the homeless 
Again, I would like to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to me ramble incessantly. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future podcasts, shoot me a message at theboneyard2021 at yahoo.com. That's theboneyard2021 at yahoo.com. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, theboneyard2021 on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. Remember, it's not the fat, the meat, the gristle. It's just the bare bones. I'll see you next time, folks. Hey everybody, it's Doc from Doc's Boneyard. Hey listen, if you're in the Fayetteville, North Carolina, especially around Fort Bragg, and you're looking for that hard-to-find military badassery gear, why don't you go see my buddy George at Silverback Military Surplus. He's located just outside the Yadkin Gate, 6477C Yadkin Road. He has a wide variety of patches, hats, tactical gear, you name it. Tell him Doc sent you.